is our house. Say it with your whole chest, speak it with your mouth. Bovering Kings is what we're talking about. From laws to the V-Block, everybody shout L-A-L-A. Big city of dreams, but everything in L.A. ain't always what it seems. You might get fooled by those other guys in town, but we're down by law. We know our way around too much. Ellie is your house. Welcome. This is episode 306. I'm here with Lewis. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? And this is Bobby. In this episode, we will be missing David. Um, I think he's on his way to Yosemite right now, right, Lewis? I think so. Uh, if not, he's getting ready to go. He's, you know, packing up to be yeah. there for a week. So, yeah, unfortunately, he could not be here with us today. Try to make it happen, but he has too much, too much going on to get that trip going. Yep. And again, we're back for another episode of another uh, disappointing game loss for the Galaxy, eliminated from the League's Cup. Um, yeah. What you say, Lewis? What you say? What you say uh, about that game? What you say about uh, us just, our performance in, in, in the Cup, but also just in general? I mean, because it's not just about the, the this, this little Cup moment. Right. Uh, I think you said it. Uh, I think the word is disappointing. Uh, the everything about it uh, was disappointing, and there are several reasons for it. Um, let, let's start off with the the most obvious one: uh, the Galaxy unable to advance out of a group stage that consisted of three teams, and two were able to go on to the next round. Uh, so you couldn't even do that. Second, you couldn't do it at home. Both of those games that you played were at home. You did not win either one of those two games, and you were the one team that was eliminated from your group. And then because of elimination of the elimination that was so early, the Galaxy now have to wait nearly three weeks, probably more than that. I think it's actually more along the lines of three and a half weeks Without having to play a competitive match, their next competitive game will not be until August twentieth, uh, and I believe that's against RSL. Yep. And you know we've seen how teams struggle being on such a long hiatus. We've seen how uh, the number one seed uh, in the MLS playoffs uh, struggle again in their first game because they had not played in about two weeks while the other team con- you know, that, that they were playing, uh, continued to play after the regular season was over with their play in game and whatnot. So, um, there's going to be a lot of rust that, uh, maybe I think maybe the positive is that, uh, with all the signings that they had, they have some time to, you know, uh, work out the chemistry and, and get ready for it. I mean, that, that might be, you know, one, uh, one way of looking at it, and we'll, and we'll talk about I the mean, signing soon. But I mean, think. yeah, but you don't want three weeks off in the middle of the regular season when crunch time begins in MLS, right? I mean, this is the time once once they come back late August. That's around the time that if you are going to make a playoff push, if you're going to uh, start gaining momentum, this is the time. The final third of the season is here. Twelve games left for the galaxy uh they need to make up seven points so time is obviously uh not their ally at the moment and um so three weeks off doesn't help and then to add insult to injury during this tournament you just lost one of your best players for the entire season uh gaston brugman uh injured and uh probably the most devastating loss 
uh, to date for the Galaxy and a list of uh, players that are on the injured list or have been injured. Um, yeah, you lose one of your best players uh, for the entire season um, in a tournament that, again, was just disappointing all around. And I think uh, another another checkmark you can add to the disappointment is in the two games that you lost, you probably shouldn't have. You definitely should have beaten Vancouver. You dominated Vancouver for the most part and then uh, let in two very late goals to lose that game. And uh, Leon, okay, maybe you didn't dominate Leon, but that was a game that certainly was up for grabs. You know, you didn't uh, uh, take advantage of the chances that you did create, and uh, it came back and bit you. So um, that is my description of uh, how the Galaxy's League Cup um, was just disappointing all around. Yeah, no, it's it's very disappointing. And then just compounded to everything that's been going on the entire season. It's just like, uh. and then let's not forget that one of those goals that Vancouver got was an own goal by Caligari as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, uh, again, <laughs> I mean, it's not really an excuse per se, but at the same time, no, I'm it's not like. an excuse. I'm just saying it's just, like, uh, yeah, it sucks. We, look, we did that. We did that, you know. <laughs> right, right. Right. It's like you kind of shoot yourself in the foot even more so because, again, chances that were there that you created, you just didn't finish. And, you know, a a lot of people will say, you know, oh, we don't have a striker. Nope, you have two strikers. You definitely have two strikers. You know, one of them was supposed to be the future of the galaxy. I don't think anyone shares that sentiment anymore, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't think think he does either. Yeah, I I think his confidence has suddenly, you know, dipped, uh, which is weird because I never really imagined that. Jovalich would have an issue with confidence and it seems like he was just you know full of it um but you know i i think it's fair to say that Jovalich is not the future of the galaxy and then the uh, Preston Judd hype train has all but halted it's 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 gone or at yeah. least at the moment it's uh had been forgotten and Do you expect uh, them both to be here next season i kind of don't both uh well i i think I still believe that Jovalich is a better fit as a super sub. I, I think with th- there's an assumption oh, I've given up on all of that. Uh, well, I, I think there's an assumption that one of the DP spots that are going to be uh, that is going to be available to the Galaxy is going to be used on a striker. Um, I I think that is a natural assumption. Um, so whoever, you know, gets brought in will be the starter, obviously. So they still need a, um, they still need a backup and probably that third stringer. Now I'm not sure if Jovalich, I'm not sure what their contracts are at the moment. Um, but, um, they still need the backups, right? Judd is still a number three and Jovalich is still could be the super sub. Of course. Um, I'm just saying they could always get any other kind of backup anywhere else in the league. I just feel like these two. I mean, I mean, it's not saying much because I just don't feel like this team fits well in general right now. Because because there hasn't been a moment where we can actually build upon an actual set team because um, of injuries we, and everything and new right. players. But but um, but I just even don't before see them the, fitting in next year. I mean, again, it depends if Vanny's still here either as well. You know, yeah. There's a which this I'm assuming he is, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I want to say it's fifty fifty right now. I can't. If you're asking me to put money on what will happen this offseason with Vanny, I honestly have no clue. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I feel the same. 
I have no idea what's going yeah. on. Uh, we're obviously going to be talking about all the acquisitions that the Galaxy made in the last couple of days. Um, and uh, assuming, again, who's actually responsible for said signings and what that can, that could mean in 2024. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, obviously, uh, as far as like, like long-term mm. future plans, I, I don't see uh, Judd and Jovic being there anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, even yeah. those new signings that you'll 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 go over in a minute, I still don't. I just they're just band aids right now. I don't see them. Well, that's really the point. Have, that's the like, point. Being here that long next year either, except for our def- our one defender dude. From, right. Um, all of Japan. their well, but, all of the uh, all of the players that we did acquire, with the exception of Yoshida, is yeah. Uh, the, the contracts are up at the end of the year. It's not yeah, that they're, they're going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They're like, hey, we need to... I was expecting, and it's for sure. Yeah. That's why I'm not so excited about them, and that's why I'm not so mad about them. I'm just like, well, oh, okay, all right. Okay, so let's go ahead and, <laughs> and get into it. Do, do we want to go into the, the, the details about that Vancouver game? Do you want to... Do you... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's well you know what let's just go ahead and add more we have yeah. more, yeah, more, more uh more salt to the wound here <laughs> relive that uh they so the galaxy lose two to one to vancouver uh eliminating them from the league's cup all they needed to do was win a game uh and they uh they could not do that so uh ricky Pooch scores in the 16th minute uh vancouver scores uh in the 81st via own goal and then on the 91st to steal the win and advance into the next round and you know for what it's worth uh should the galaxy have advanced they would have played tigres and that would have been the end of their <laughs> league's cup right there. So, you know, yeah, it's not I like mean, they would have gone that much further. But still, you <laughs> definitely wanted to advance uh, a, a little further along. Okay, so, again, it, it is a game that the Galaxy, for the most part, dominated. They should have um, won the game. Uh, some stats going by, they, they this is not a surprise. They held more possession, 61 to 39. No surprise there. Uh, outshot Vancouver 16 to 10. Uh, however, both only had three shots on target. So the Galaxy not really shooting straight um, throughout the game. Uh, each created one, uh, no, I'm sorry, two big chances. They, uh, each team created two big chances and they each missed one. Um, everything else just seems, I, I don't have the XG for this game. Unfortunately, the stat is not here. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just very, very, uh, disappointing, uh, all around. Uh, who, who is the, uh, highest rated player in this game? Uh, it has to be Pooj. Yeah, it's, it's Pooj. Uh, he scored the goal and he's doing his thing. 8.5. Who's second? Uh, who's second? I would have to go. Uh, even with the yellow, I would say Costa. Yeah, you're right on the money. Eight point one for Costa. Uh, second with the yellow. So who knows? He might have been over uh, Ricky Pooch. Uh, Douglas Costa, by the way. Uh, ever since uh, what the end of May or around mid May. Uh, we joke is probably around the time you know the post Klein era. Uh, Costa has been the most consistent player with the exception of maybe Puj on this galaxy roster. And I think it was Mike Gray or Alex Ruiz, one of, uh, one of those two for the, from the striker that said, you know, if Costa started playing like this, when he first got here, we probably wouldn't be talking about 
an open DP spot, we were probably talking about contract extension. And they're absolutely right. Imagine if Costa last year, in which, you know, the second half where, you know, you went undefeated in those final eight or nine games, Ricky Pooch joins the joins the uh, the team, Brogman joins the team, and Costa is still doing his thing. What could we have done last season? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, so who was the lowest rated player? That has to be Caligari for me. Um, it is not. So uh, officially, it is the keeper. It's uh, Mikovic at 6.0. Uh. As far as the uh, the field players, even with the own goal, it's not Caligari because he ended up getting the assist on Pooja's goal. So that probably elevated him there. 6.1 oh, for, sure. yeah, for Jalen Neal. He was the lowest rated player. In mm. uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, since he, since since the call, I mean, so the callback. Since he's came back from the USA, he's. I mean, he's been a little shaky. Well, it's just the two games. It's just the two yeah. games from uh, yeah. from the League's Cup. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so goes the uh, the the Galaxy's uh, League's Cup debut. Uh, goes down with a thud. Um, again, uh, winnable games. Probably could have won both of those games. Uh, definitely would have been um, more interesting to see them go into the uh, round of 32 uh, in, a, in a tournament that, as of right now, uh, MLS is, um, I don't want to say dominating, but they're, you know, they're the ones getting the better Are end. they still? Are they still? Uh, the I last thing attention, but the last so week. yeah, the last... I mean it's like it's like every day is like five games almost every day, but you know what I mean. Right, right. Well, we are now officially in the knockout rounds. They have started, and as of right now, every uh, every MLS team that has played a Liga MX team in the round of third two have won. So um, right now, the I, I believe I, I'm trying to think of another one, but as of right now. Uh, MLS is undefeated against the Gamekis in the knockout rounds. So obviously that's going to change. Um, but yeah, I, I Pachuca who, who got the, uh, the buy in the group stage, uh, uh, and went straight to the round of 32 as did LAFC. LAFC won their game against, uh, was it Juarez? I think it was Juarez. They won seven to one. And then when Pachuca came in, they had to play against, I believe Houston and Houston won that game. Uh, so, um, there's that. I know that, uh, yesterday Cruz Azul was eliminated via penalty kicks. Atlas was eliminated via penalty kicks. Arsa was supposed to play Leon, but was, uh, was delayed because of, uh, weather. So they have to make that game up. Um, who else? I know. Sh- who did Charlotte, Charlotte beat Cruz Azul? Might've been Charlotte that beat Cruz Azul. Uh, but yeah, right now, uh, MLS is, uh, is uh, eliminating the Liga Mekis teams. However, you still have, you know, the Tigres, the Leones, the Monterreys, and the Americas that still need to uh, play their games. And I imagine that they would go pretty far in the tournament before uh, being eliminated. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Galaxy could have done something, but, you know, did not. Um, okay, so the Galaxy, uh, out of the League's Cup, they now have absolutely nothing else to focus on, but <laughs> the MLS <laughs> regular season, right? They're out of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, there's no other tournaments that are going to pop up. Uh, it is now uh, MLS playoffs or bust. Um, and I know that, let's see, so Brooklyn got got injured in the Leon game. So it was the first game of the League's Cup. 
Yeah. In which he came out. And at that moment, every Galaxy fan said, okay, uh, we're done. <laughs> you know, if, if, if we didn't feel that we were done already, we're certainly done now. Right. I think the only thing that would have been worse was Ricky Pooge going down with an injury and losing him for the season. And we're kind of wait. I'm kind of waiting for that. Knock on wood, <laughs> right. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. The way they, because- the way they, the way they handle him in every game, I'm just, I can't believe he's up and walking still. To be right? honest. Yep. You can't contain him, so you gotta, you gotta hack him. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, Brookman going down, especially in, you know. A tournament uh, like uh, this particular tournament, right? It, it's not even that you lost him during the regular season. You didn't lose him in the playoffs yeah. or something like that. It was like the like some people cup. are like, was it worth it? Like, was it, right. was it even worth it? But at right. the same time, it's like, well, if you've been paying attention to the Galaxy, every single game is worth it to them, right? Right, now. like right, every right now, game. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Right now, you kind of have to like just look at that, that microscope like well you know they're trying to win the games they're trying yeah. to get something going um yeah. but but yeah uh, after that a lot of fans just said yeah just go ahead pack it up let's just go ahead and look forward to 2024 and I, in the last two episodes i believe i said like i'm i'm there's a bit of a conflict in my head and on the one hand i want to see the galaxy make the playoffs i'm well aware that they're not going to win mls cup um this is mls you never know but Odds are they're not winning MLS Cup, um, and they're probably not even making the playoffs. But I would be disappointed at this point if they didn't make it. They had more than enough time to do something. Um, but with everything else going on, bad play injuries and all that, you know, it just kind of – everything was kind of going against them. Not everything, but, you know, th- there's some things that were working against them. Uh some that were obviously their fault in not capitalizing and not playing well. Uh, you know, the, the ban, the transfer ban, not being able to improve your team. There was a lot of things that was just like, ah, this is probably a wash. You, you should probably just focus on 2024. You're going to have uh, a new new leadership, presumably at the top. You're going to have DP spots open. You know, so I was, I was like, well, do we just kind of, you know, do I just say give up on 2023? Focus on 2024, another rebuild and all this stuff, you know, but how does the galaxy handle this? Right. Because Greg Vanny and the players are not going to say, okay, pack it in, (laughs) you know, we're just going to give up on this season and we're just going to focus on next season. Um, And it's obviously not like other sports where if you're in last place, Hey, you get the number one, you know, draft pick, uh, where hey, we, this this uh, this kid or this person can actually make a big difference going forward, and they can change uh, the uh, the the team. Uh, that doesn't work like that in MLS. The fact that draft picks are pretty much obsolete, in my opinion. So can't do that. So how does the how are the Galaxy balance this? Well, they found a way to balance it. They called in reinforcements without handicapping themselves for next season. So let's go ahead and uh, break down who the Galaxy have acquired. And by the way, they acquired positions of need for the most part. So let's start with the first yeah, one. Posi- positions of must, for sure. Yeah. So Maya Yoshida. Okay, so uh, center back, defender, Japanese. By the way, the first Japanese player ever to play for the Galaxy. Kind of weird, right? You would Yay. think that like... Yeah. yeah, you would you would think that, huh? Really, we we did never had one. We we've had a Korean, but we have not had 
uh, a Japanese uh, player before. So Maya Yoshida is officially the first Japanese uh, player uh, to play for the Galaxy. So, um, he is here through 2024. So he will be playing the final 12 games in 2023, uh, along with all of 2024. Um it is a position of need. It is uh, a center back in which we are now extraordinarily thin. And you kind of, it's its a replacement for Cáceres, who also was in his mid-30s, totally. uh, mm-hmm. who has had World Cup experience, who has had experience playing uh, in in Europe. Uh, he was here, you know, as a, brought in as a veteran, as a, as a leader, as the, you know, kind of like the anchor to some of the young defenders that the Galaxy have. Well, you just kind of swapped him for another uh, leader, experienced leader, yep. who same has been role. there and done that. So basically, yes, the same exact role. So, um Good on them. I think the only, you know, thing where I'm kind of like, mm, I would have preferred him to be maybe a two or three years younger. I would have been okay with 33, but 35 is okay. Um, again, uh, I think it's just a swap. I think hopefully. it's fine for a year and a half. Like, right. That's fine. Yeah. So, and then who knows? He may be incredibly sick and become our new favorite player. As long yeah. as he's, in the, he's, he's an incredible leader in the back line and get these guys straight. <laughs> Right, right, right. I mean, it's, um, it's again, considering the ban and everything that, you know, went against the Galaxy uh, during this transfer window, uh, picking up this player where he's almost like a like for like for what Casares was. Yep. Not bad, you know, not bad. And again, no. he's not there to fix. He's there no. to just, okay, you need to fill in. We lost a lot of players' injuries, so let's go ahead and get this guy. And again, I don't think they broke the bank for him. It wasn't a deal like, you know, Michael Ciani were like, dude, we really need a center back. Like, okay, here's this guy. He hasn't played in two years. Uh, you want to sign him to five? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, need, a, we need a center back, right? It wasn't like a, <laughs> yeah. you know, it wasn't something like that. It wasn't Shelvick. It was, you know, hey, just, just go through here and, you know, uh, a year and a half, uh, and uh, you know that'll be it. So there was uh, that one. So then the um, I don't want to say a coup, but certainly a surprising pickup that I don't think many of us uh, thought about. Um, the Galaxy pick up Diego Fagundes from Austin. Now, this one was kind of an eye-opener. Yeah. yeah, this was an eye-opener because Diego Fagundes, uh, though he's probably lost a step, I think he's in his 30s now, and though he's lost a step, he was still a fan favorite over in Austin, you know? And uh, at least last season, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, not so much this season. But Diego Fagundes uh, traded uh, uh, the Galaxy ship off uh, Memo Rodriguez, uh, a player that we barely picked up this season, if I recall correctly, right? He, he was yeah. just picked up. He's yeah. only been here for yeah the half of the season, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he gets shipped off to Austin along with some, I believe, Gam. Um, so yeah, like uh, so I mean, he, look at I think he's a better player than Memo. I mean, on paper, he is one hundred percent better we'll than see Memo. See how he perform. Well, we'll see how he performs when he's here. But again, it's a def- it's definitely a good trade and value of Gam for a band aid as well. Like I think it's good. Like it, it's going to help us. Hopefully, it'll interject some energy. The first of all, if, if you're going player for player, Bagunas versus uh, Memo Rodriguez, 
um, the galaxy got the better end of that deal. Uh, if it's yeah. just, you know, if it's just the, uh, those two, right. Um, but I, I believe again, uh, the contract of, of, uh, Diego Fogundes expires at the end of the year. So the galaxy are not committed to him long-term. It's not like he got, uh, they got this player and said, okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and pick up, pick up, uh, his, his contract. Uh, and he's with us for the next two years. And he, uh, next year, uh, he'll be making X amount of money and that triggers, it goes over the, uh, the TAM threshold. And therefore we, uh, we have to use a DP spot on him and boom, there goes your, one of your DP spots that you use this year in a year that again, probably not doing much at the end of the season. They have pretty much picked up a player who is auditioning for next season, essentially, and kind of yeah. filling in that gap, right? You need a winger. We're saying we still need wingers. So there it is. You got yourself another winger here, um, capable winger who has done it well in MLS. If uh, if maybe a change, I don't think he wanted to change the scenery, but you know, uh, change the scenery. Maybe Vanny unlocks him a little bit. Maybe he does better in this system. Um, he changes this. Who knows details all quick too. Like well, yeah, his, I like, think description all quick. Like he's all. I forgot what I said. Anyways, he changed it yeah, really quick. Yeah, faster than I, I mean, usually I, see. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. But I think they have to do that. But yeah, they might have been a little quicker than than most. Um, so in the last 12 games, if Diego Fagundes doesn't do much, right? Um, if he's not providing uh, any sort of like big stats or uh, just not fitting in to the team, the Galaxy could just say, okay, well, your contract's up. Thank you. You know, uh, thank you for filling in. And we're going to go ahead and, you know, uh, go another direction for for this position. If he does work out, if all of a sudden he he finds his groove, he fits into the system. He is has great chemistry with the players around him. Um, if the Galaxy make a playoff push because of him, uh, the Galaxy have first dibs. Okay, well we have his option. Do we want to renew the contract? Do do we go for one or two years and then you know probably negotiate to the point where okay, well. Um, you also have to remember that, uh, there are rumors that the, uh, MLS are going to, uh, change some of the uh, roster rules. That could mean, uh, many things. None of these are confirmed, but a lot of people would assume that, yeah. you know, a higher salary cap, uh, more DPs, more, uh, international, uh, spots, uh, higher, you know, a higher TAM threshold. There's a lot of things that, you know, could happen uh because of Messi's arrival we don't know what any of those are a lot of people just assume that these are some of the things that may or may not uh be changed but you know if that happens maybe Diego Fagundes you know doesn't have to uh, fill up a DP spot and whatnot if the Galaxy decide to okay we'll pick up your option for you know a year or two or whatever so in doing so the Galaxy have kind of reinforced the team in 2023 without hurting themselves in 2024. I mean, this was good business. This is just brilliant. Um, and this basically, you know, kind of answered my question, how do you tow that line, right? How do you say, well, we're not giving up on 2023, but how do you do something that doesn't hurt you in the long run? 
you know, in 2024 and beyond as far as picking up players that you need uh, in in the offseason this winter? Well, they did it. And this is just one one of like three or uh, uh, three that that they did. This is probably the most high profile one um, as far as uh, the pickups. But this was a fantastic pickup for me and some fantastic business on the uh, on the galaxy, the the galaxy's part. Um, what, what do you what do you say? No, I agree completely with all of this stuff. I mean, like like you're saying, you know, with Fagundes, is I mean that's that's kind of kind of tryout area as well. But I also these I think these players are hungry enough to do as much as they can, even in the end of this season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think we're going to be moving on to the next guy. You're going to be talking about Michael Barrios. You know, got acquired as a forward now. Um, I hate this guy, but I love him. Like I, we need this kind of player for Galaxy right now, but I, his whole career at MLS, I've hated him because he's he's such a problem when you go up against him. Um, so yeah, I mean, look at the, I, I'm I'm interested in seeing how this team is actually starting to trans transform into you know how 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 it's how it's uh, evolving into because it's looking really 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 different right now with all of these new signings did you talk about uh edwin carrillo too no not about yet the new midfielder as well yeah not yet i haven't a, even gone there it's a weird i mean i know we're getting a lot of um what do you call it like players that come from um i don't know what i'm trying to say like dallas and colorado like those are those are always kind of like teams that have like a, a little extra bit of more grittiness to them you know that they fight yes. a little to, to 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 the end a little like they they claw, and uh, so I, I I'm hoping that a little bit of that DNA hits us a little bit hard a little bit well with with these guys coming in. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously again uh, the the injection of new life this season uh, kind of raises the fans' hopes that okay they're not going down without a fight even if you're not making the playoffs you're still very much doing what you can to get there. You know, they're not going down without a fight. Um, which again is encouraging because you're, you know, I don't expect them to give up, but again, you're doing it without hurting yourself in the long term, which is uh, the best part in all of this and all of these acquisitions. I don't think you're really, uh, hurting yourself in the long term. So you had mentioned a couple of the other signings. So let's go ahead and get into the other ones. Um, Edwin Cerillo, uh, comes from, uh, FC Dallas. um, 22-year-old central defensive midfielder. So this is your replacement for Brugman. Now, again, now this is one contract that I'm not sure. Um, I don't think it was ever said um, yeah. as far as how long we have to keep him for. But the 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 thing about Cerillo is that he's 22. He's young. He hasn't even hit his his uh, his ceiling. He hasn't hit his um, what's the word? Oh my god, what's the word I'm looking for? His prime. He's, you yeah. know, he's young. His peak, um, his peak or anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then to so, be side by side by, with, with Ricky Pooj, I mean, my goodness, like, that's a lot of learning process right there. Hopefully yeah. he soaks it up. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know when Brooklyn went down, we're like, okay, well, who's going to be the protection for the defense? Who's going to stay back and kind of be that enforcer that Brooklyn was, right? Um, that box-to-box guy that, you know, uh, that he was um, doing at the time. Where he was like, he had one of the most, uh, I think, aside from Ricky Pouge, had the most uh, line breaking passes in the entire league. Uh, and you just lost that guy. I don't, 
I, I highly doubt that Sarrio is going to be matching or exceeding that. Um, no, but I again, it's hard to this expect is, that. No, there's no way. I mean, well, I guess there is a way. It's just very not likely. Um, but here is a guy that uh, came through the Dallas Academy. By the way, one of the best academies in the league, right? Uh, responsible for uh, just right now off the top of my head, uh, Pepe. Uh, you have uh, Weston McKinney came out of that academy. Mm. So uh, there is you know, some sort of uh, prestige to, to the Dallas Academy. But um, 22 years old. Uh, he's there again. As a as a replacement at 22, once again, you have the option of well, he's not there, you know, he's not 34, not 35. He's young, a lot of stuff to learn, and again, he can audition for the galaxy. Okay, do we need to replace you? Do we need to go another route, or can we develop you? Do we, you know, do we like what we see in you? Um, I do believe Brugman is back for next season, if I recall correctly. I think he still has one more year. So when he does come back next year, obviously Surreal is is uh, on the bench. But shh, at 22 years old, you could kind of make him the future. If Brugman doesn't re-sign or they decide to go another direction uh, after next season, you have Surreal just kind of waiting to get in there. Right, and that's his position. It's not yet you're using somebody else. Like, okay, yeah. you're it's actually, <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're saying, okay, here is a left back. We're asking you to play, you know, uh, the, uh, the the central midfield. You're right. You're not a winger. We're not asking you to move forward and do something you're not normally used to doing. This is his position. So they have, um, should they go this route? They have that option of well. If Brooklyn's gone, here we go, and we kind of have depth now, right? So at the very least, you're adding depth. So um, all the Galaxy had to do for him was uh, trade some uh, GAM. I think like that's like 200K in GAM. I think he actually yep. has some incentives that could go up uh, a little bit more, I believe, uh, 400, depending on what he does. Yeah, so in certain performance metrics are met. Yeah. That's yeah, but, which again, don't know what that is, especially as a central defensive midfielder. Maybe games played, uh, maybe minutes played. Um, as a central defensive midfielder, I don't think goals or assists or anything like that uh, are going to uh, <laughs> uh, are going to factor in there. But yeah, we don't know what those are. But you know, it's it's possible that that two hundred k turns into four hundred k. That was Edwin Cerillo. and then um, yeah, Michael Barrios coming in. Uh, from Colorado is uh, the other guy. Now, this is a guy who's a winger. He's been used as a winger, but he can't play as a striker. Now, he is not, I know a lot of people were saying, where's a striker? He's not the solution. You're right. He's not the solution. He's not supposed to be the solution. That solution to the striker problem, it doesn't get addressed until the offseason. Yep. The, the the striker is probably the most uh, used position uh, as far as uh, a DP contract, and that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for if you have two spots and possibly three, and we'll talk about that. If you have two spots available um, next year, you have to assume ninety nine percent that one of those spots is going to be used for a striker. So you don't want to do a panic buy, which is what I was afraid of. Do you just find a free agent out there that says, yeah, we need a striker. You're the free agent. We have to use a DP spot here. 
And if it doesn't work out, you know, because we're, you know, we're desperate for a striker. Again, you're handicapping yourself. They didn't do that. Now, again, Michael Barrios hasn't been used as a striker in a while, but he is able to play that position. I can't imagine he will be the starter up front. It would still be Yovelich. But if he needs to be subbed off or there has to be a switch somewhere where, you know, um, you take out Yovelich or you take out Judd or whatever and you want to switch it up, you can move Barrios up front um, the way that Kevin Cabral did. Kevin Cabral was a winger but was used as a striker very ineffectively. At least Barrios might, or at least on paper, should have a little bit more effect since he has played the position before. But yes, he is another know, depending, winger. Depending. I could also see him working really well up front with Jovalich. I th- he I could. could. I, I could see that pair really working really well. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of flexibility. I think with Michael Barrios, I think there's a lot of flexibility there. There's a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. that, that uh, with him being uh, having uh, played both of those positions. So again, it's a very good, um, signing, uh, for the galaxy. Again, it's not a blockbuster and it's not something that's like, uh, that's like super long term. That is again, the solution to all the galaxy's problems. It's just a guy that's brought in there as a band aid, uh, for the season. And again, I believe that his con, I'm not sure if his contract is up at the end of this year. I want to say it is. So again, it's another audition. How do you fit into the system? Did you help us? And if he didn't, okay, we'll just go ahead and ship him off. Um, so what did the Galaxy uh, have to give up to get Michael Barrios? Their first round draft pick. That's it. Yeah, They gave a super, up a super draft pick or yep, something like that. Yep. Yeah. So it makes no difference. The Galaxy don't use their draft picks. Uh, they can't even sign their draft picks, um, you know, but due to anyone. Um, so it didn't really matter. They basically um, did nothing. Uh, Colorado could receive up to 50000 in GAM in 2024. Once again, if certain por- performance metrics are met, which as an offensive player, I have to imagine goals and assists. So, um, yeah, all in all, I think the Galaxy did, under the circumstances, with the transfer ban, I think they did very well, uh, all things considered. Now, obviously, I can't put them in the same grade to say, okay, they got an A compared to, say, what Miami did this offseason, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they just transferred one team over to this you're country. Right, exactly. But, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but... The fact of the matter is, based on everything that was going against the Galaxy, the Galaxy did very well. Um, so, obviously now, you start to assume who is pulling the strings behind these signings. Because the hierarchy was released, I, I think it was by someone from The Athletic, that they kind of... Uh, a very general hierarchy of the Galaxy FO with um, Beckerman and then Klein under him and then Greg Vanny. And then I think you had uh, William Kuntz and Jovan Karoski all around the same, uh, you know, the same thing. So with Klein gone, Beckerman is obviously not pulling these type of strings. So a lot of people are saying it's already William Kuntz who has not been officially announced as the president 
or even in a position that would would um, be higher than Greg Vanny. But a lot of people believe that all of these signings, which again are um, just good business all around, as I said, not handy, not handicapping yourself in the future, yet strengthening your club at the moment with the possibility of a long-term solution if these players were to be successful, that this is all William Coots already, that he's the one that is pulling the strings, which would be weird because even if William Coons is out there doing this thing, then what do you need Vanny for? Right? What do you need Greg Vanny for? He's the one that's supposed to be in charge. He's the sporting director. So he's supposed to be in charge of everything. He's supposed to be out there trying to get all these players. And as a coach, you would think that these are the players that I want. These are the players that I need, that I should get. Well, that's what I'm assuming too, because also Vanny, I mean, look when you're looking at the picks, other than, I forget, I don't know his last name, Yoshida. Um, Yoshida. Yeah, I, other than those picks, he's, he's pretty familiar with all of these players in the league. Right, right. And and I believe that, you know, if you're looking at, you know, we, we saw the difference in what, you know, the, the contracts um that previous uh, before Greg Vanny got here, we looked at the contracts. They were all loans. They were all very horrible, um, just contracts. And you know, Siani and Shelvick and all these. Hey, you know, Joel Pedro, that you're you're signing these players to five years. They're 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 worth nothing. They didn't do anything. You're just throwing away money, or you're you're trying like this short term solution because you have no idea what else to do. We need we need to fill in. You know, spots. So uh, we we got this guy from loan and this guy from loan and this guy from loan, um, and there's no stability there. When Greg Vanny came in, okay, we have a whole new rebuild, and you know, unfortunately, all the players that he brought in were are now gone for one reason or another. But at least the contracts were all similar. They were all all right. We got some uh, young to mid twenty year olds that will be here for the next three years, which is a standard contract in MLS. Um, so we can gain some stability, right? We don't have to rebuild the following year and the following year and the following year. We'll have some sort of nucleus to build around as time goes by. This is not a Greg Vanny contract, right? These aren't good Greg Vanny contracts. We're like, okay, if we're going to sign you, you need to be here for two or three years. These are, okay, we're going to go through this, but give ourselves the option of, you know, do we want to keep you based on your performance in these last 12 games? Um, not, not a traditional, at least from what we've seen, not a traditional Vanny contract. So again, a lot of people assume that it's Koontz who is already pulling the strings, um, which is why I believe, I don't know what's going to happen in the off season or, you know, because, um, let's say that none of these players with the exception of Yoshida come back. And again, you have Costa more than likely gone. Uh, Chicharito spot is open. Um, I'm not sure who's other, uh, as of right now, I don't know whose contract is up uh, um, on the Galaxy roster right now. I'm not sure how much more like players like Jovlich or Efra have uh, in their contracts. Um, so whoever the new president is, and we assume that it's Kuntz, has all this at his disposal. Does he want to keep Vanny? Because that's another big thing, right? Right now, Vanny is his own boss, and only Beckerman can say goodbye. So uh, does Coons stay with Vanny? If, again, that we assume that Coons has taken the reign and he is now above uh, Greg Vanny, which probably won't even be announced until the offseason, if they even do it then. Um, and then the thing that nobody wants to hear, 
but probably should be expected. You might have three DP spots open next year. A lot of people forget that I believe that one of the contracts that expires at the end of this year is Ricky Pooj. I believe his contract expires at the end of the year. So Ricky Pooj, regardless of... I want to say yes. I could be wrong, but I want to say it expires at the end of this year. But regardless of what happened with Ricky Pooj, whether he was a bust in MLS or whether he tore the league apart whether the Galaxy won an MLS Cup or not, Ricky Pooj was not meant to stay in MLS. He was supposed to go back to well, Europe. That long. was his thing. Yeah, not yeah. for long. Yeah. He was supposed to just kind of do his thing here, get playing time, because he wasn't going to get it at yeah, Barcelona. But, a part, of, but get, a part of that plan was to, to be successful and to look like right, of course, the big dog right. on ML, in MLS, which has not and happened. And I think he did that. Well, I, I don't, don't know. think it has. I, I, no, not, not in not in a full scope, not in a complete scope. I know you can see it as a, as a Galaxy fan, as you know, you know, just being like, okay, this is the guy that kicked ass for us. Da, 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 da. But I don't think he's made that big of an impression within the entire league. The statistics, or or, to, or even to like, or even to impress, like. Is wrong words, but like I, stockholders. You know what I mean? Like the guys that want to spend money on them. I don't think he's done. He's done enough to be impressive, but that's only if you've only been focused on him. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know if you, you get. Well, what that's I'm, what. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree. And you're you're kind of right because statistically, he's not been there, right? He he said he was going to have this MVP season. Yeah. He's not, but he is one of the better players in MLS. Uh, but sure. I just think you his know when you're talking about. Higher if, you but know, when you're talking about team. <laughs> unless you're focused on him, you won't notice. Well, that's what scouts are. You think scouts aren't looking at Ricky sure, Pooj? Sure, sure. Because I think scouts are looking and focusing on Ricky Pooj. I don't necessarily believe that he will be back next season, regardless of how he did. He was his his plan was always to go back to Europe at some point, and he's still young enough to make a difference uh, somewhere else. However, oh, yeah. that being said, based on what he has shown, what he is capable of, and you put the right team around him. You can see that he could be one of the better players, if not the best player in MLS. Absolutely. So, I, if I am Koontz or whoever's in charge, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's Koontz at the moment. You are probably one of your top priorities is, how do I keep Ricky Pooj in a Galaxy uniform? Yeah, convince him for one more year. <laughs> uh, for a couple more years, say, just go, you know, go, go a couple more years here and, you know, uh, we're building something. We're going to be building around you. We're going to, you know, we're headed in a new direction. We are probably, you know, looking at MLS Cup. This is a brand new day, right? So he's doing what he can, or he should be doing what he can, in my opinion, to keep Ricky Pooj in the Galaxy uniform and try to sway him away from some of the other European teams that may be interested in him. Now, if it doesn't happen and Pooj does go back to Europe, well, now you have three DP spots open. Three DB spots with rumors of a fourth or maybe a fifth, I don't know, being added in 2024. Man, Coons is basically going to have an expansion uh, team, right? He has all his DP spots and more possibly open and available to him. He can rebuild in his image. And if that's the case, I'm not really sure if Greg Vanny is back for that. And again, I, I don't know mm-hmm. that for sure. I still think it's 50-50. Uh, 
But man, we're getting ahead of ourselves because again, there's still 12 games. There's still a whole third of the season uh, yeah, left in the, in the regular season. Again, yeah. but <laughs> let, let, let's just be let's just be honest, dude. This off season is going to be. Uh, I mean, we say this every year, but this season, uh, this off season is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. No, this is a whole different beast. For mm-hmm. from a, for for a long time, for, you know, like oh, yeah. it's, it's a whole different beast. So yeah, it's going to be fun as hell. Um, oh god, just, it's, it's just, please, uh, just, just crazy. Just make something out of all those ingredients, man, please. Yeah, for <laughs> real, for real. Because 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 like let's say let's say that the three are kept. Let's say that the three that there's only three DB spots. The uh, MLS is not at a fourth one. Let's just say that there's three of uh, still available. Say Ricky Pooj doesn't come back and you have the all three you could easily sign another central midfielder like ricky Pooj or something similar to his play style out there use him yeah. as a dp a you know barcelona so we can get some right. other other yeah. kids um and then you have assuming that you're gonna you know sign a striker as a dp and you kind of go ahead and do that you still have pieces around, right? You got your, you got your, you replace Ricky Pooj. You got your striker. You have your wingers in place already, sort of, because you kind of set yourself up like with Fagundes and Barrios and all them. If they end up working out, okay, we can sign other players through Tam or whatever because they have a lot of money available. Um, they could easily say, okay, I'm not filling up three DP spots in the winter. In fact, I'm just gonna go ahead, go here. I've got my core. We move on, and the summer transfer window. Guess what? I have a DP spot open, and reinforce. So, again, a very interesting off season uh, for the for the LA Galaxy and uh, what we suspect to be uh, William Koontz. Um, I, I don't want to say I can't wait for the off season because, again, a whole third of the season is still left. But yeah, it's um, coming either way. We still have Steve. Yeah, still, it's coming yeah. either way. But yeah, but we but again, the, the, see what else the post the, the, the <laughs> right the post Klein era and how it's shaping up to be. There's hope, right? There's like this hope of wow, maybe it doesn't well, take kind of a no few excuses. years. It's kind of no excuses because we'll see yeah, how, you're right. how it turns out. Because right, know, see if it does go in the right direction or if we freaking flop all over again. Um, well, the, as we we'll as we said in in several seasons, uh, the off season and the preseason is when you're the most hopeful because every team in the league believes they have a chance. So I think with a you know with a fresh start, with new leadership, a new direction, and someone at the helm that has if he, if he is the one pulling the strings already, uh, someone who knows what they're doing. So the hope is going to be very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 2024 but oh, again yeah, we're getting ahead of the, ourselves the expectations we're, not the hope <laughs> expectations yeah I yeah think. yeah both um, a little bit of both yeah. but uh yes uh as of right now the galaxy have um uh, done what they could um in a very very uh i believe positive manner reinforced their team for that playoff push you got 12 games remaining as i said earlier august 20th is the galaxy's next game you are uh, three weeks away uh from that game happening it is at um it is at home it is a home match it is a yep. sunday game of all things at mm-hmm. 7 30 i want to see if i can come out to that game i'm not sure um i, I, I might be cutting it close uh 7 30 sunday night against rsl by the way um it's been a while since uh we've done balls and beers but if you listen to it last time rsl has 
been undefeated on the road in the past like six or seven matches. So this yeah. is not by any means an easy game. And again, three weeks off, RSL currently still in the League's Cup. Um, so, you know, this is your playoff tired. push. I hope they make it all the way and get tired. Yeah, you hope that like there's some sort of advantage there. Um, but we'll see. Um, the, the the Galaxy schedule, let me go ahead and run it down very, very quickly before we wrap it up. So, yep. as I said, uh, RSL is your first game. The following week, you're still at home against Chicago. That's a winnable game. That's a game that you need to win. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have a midweek game. Uh, the following Wednesday, you travel up to San Jose. They're t- tough on the road, but I think you can salvage – uh, uh, at least a point. Yeah. I think you can salvage a point there. I'm not we sure. Do draws. We could it's do draws, tough. but those, but those, uh, those last minutes with San Jose are always wild. They are, and you have to remember that we're not playing in uh, that 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 crap stadium that they play in. Uh, it mm. will be uh, at Stanford. It usually is. Oh. So that home field oh, advantage is a little part. off. Yeah, it's not. Oh, okay, it says it right here on the schedule. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it would be. I'm assuming it's Stanford. So the home field advantage is a little. You know, it's not as it's, it's a little off. It would be as if the Galaxy were playing in like SoFi or the Rose Bowl against, you know, whatever. Um, so technically a home match, but not necessarily your stadium. Um, following that, another two home games. So the, the, the good news is that you have a lot of home games down the stretch. One of them was against Houston. It's a winnable game. And then the other one uh, in, against St. Louis. A little tougher, but... You played well in St. Louis. Hopefully you can get some sort of result at home. Uh, following week is when you play LAFC for the final time. That's uh, over at their stadium. Uh, Minnesota uh, at home, which is a tough but winnable game. Austin on the road. That's a winnable game. Gal- uh, Portland at home. That's a winnable game. Mm, uh, you're being on very the road. generous. It's, I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm saying it's winnable. <laughs> no, I'm saying even I'm not so, saying they're I'm winning. Even, I don't know if the Minnesota won for them is winnable it's for tough. them. We'll see, how, we'll see what this team turns into. They're but, at home. Yeah, they're yeah. at home. If it was on the road, I would say probably not winning. Like this one. Seattle on the road, probably not winning that game. And then, again, so here's Minnesota again after that on October 7th. You're already heading into October at this point. Um, on the road to Minnesota, probably not winning that game. And then you'll have two weeks off before for uh, Decision Day, your final game on Saturday, October 21st, the Galaxy will play against FC Dallas. Uh, if you recall, FC Dallas was the very first game of the MLS regular season in which they uh, they did not look good um, <laughs> at all. Um, so they, uh, they bookend their season uh, starting with Dallas and finishing with Dallas, this time at home on Decision Day. Um, I have to imagine that oh, I would like to hope that they would not be eliminated from the playoffs by that point, and they, they would have something to play for uh, on, on decision day. So, the, I mean, the, the schedule isn't extraordinarily difficult, but it's not easy either. And you know, we know we know the Galaxy love to shoot themselves in the foot. So, um, seven points in twelve games—that's what you need to do at the moment. At the moment, you need to make up seven points. Uh, in 12 games right now, Houston is at 29. They officially have the final uh, playoff 
spot with 29 points and 23 games played. The Galaxy have 22 games played, so they do have a game on hand of both Houston and Dallas that are 8th and ninth. Uh, Galaxy are sitting with 22 points with a five uh, five wins, 10 losses, and 7 draws. So um, they are still sitting in 13th. 12 games, 7 points. Um, that's what they need to do. They've called in reinforcements. The Galaxy are not going down without a fight. So, yeah, you got anything else, Bobo? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just, I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, we have, I, I think it's a kind of a difficult schedule, to be honest, mainly because you can't, you can't tell what this Galaxy team is going to, going to be able to do in any of these games. You know, I mean, we've seen in this previous season that it's, it's kind of just up in the air, whether they do, they perform a bit, they get a little bit of luck, they get a lot of bad luck, they don't perform. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all hoping for it. And I hope these uh, new signings really make an, like a, a bit of an injection, some a little adrenaline for us to to push off into into above the line because it is doable. Uh, if, if if we if we get everything, <laughs> all right. Yeah, guys, well, I, I think for, yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. L- Lady Luck definitely has to be a Galaxy fan down the stretch. Yeah, you see, yeah because she really hasn't been this season. <laughs> no, uh, at all. Um, I feel like this is like some kind of like some spiritual washing you know like the whole season is this like big scrub and big wash of the galaxy before next season or something uh, i think also, that's the off season yeah but but also just seeing the character um but yeah all right well thank you for listening guys uh this is episode 306 saying goodbye with lewis uh thanks for listening guys we'll be back we're on three week hiatus so we'll be back before the unless something else happens which i doubt we'll be back uh before the uh uh, August 20th game at the very least for balls and beers that will be back we've also been on hiatus for that for a while so um, we'll yeah. see you then alright guys thank you for listening bye